What is going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had the incredible opportunity to catch up with Michael J. Woodard over Zoom video. We had Michael on the podcast a couple years ago now. At the time, he was about to release his song, Show Some Teeth. But we did get a chance to recap a little bit of uh, that first interview, kind of goes through his origin story a little bit with Born and Raised, how he got into music. Um, we do talk about his time on American Idol a little bit. And then we pick up right after Show Some Teeth. And if you haven't yet, go back and listen to that first interview with Michael. It's, it's great. But uh, like I said, we pick up after Show Some Teeth and we talk all about the new EP that Michael's releasing. His first EP still signed to Katy Perry's label. We talk about how that all happened. He talks about how different the process was going into the intention of knowing he wants to put out a full body of work uh, versus just writing songs and releasing singles. And he really dives into this EP. So make sure to check it out. It's called MJW1, the new EP. And you can watch our interview with Michael on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Michael J. Woodard. Awesome. Good. Looking good. Right. Looking good, Michael. I appreciate your time. Thanks, man. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, Michael, I had you on uh, two years ago, I believe. Yes, I yeah. know. I remember. I think, it, first of all, it was so um, familiar to me, the name immediately. I knew that I was like, oh, shoot, this is our second time. And oh, I remember, awesome. Yeah, I remember talking with you when you saying that oh my gosh like we have to do this again one day and i was like when i found out <laughs> i love yeah. it i'm excited yeah i think yeah. you were about to release uh show some teeth maybe it was like coming out soon yeah. uh but you uh did have um you know hopeful was out or had just came out maybe and why you texted me was out um so we had a yeah. chance to kind of go through those records and also really talk about kind of your origin story the first time around, but okay. I'd yeah. love to kind of, you know, catch, just briefly go back uh, and talk a little yeah. bit about the beginning and, um, and those, uh, those of them or those people who haven't heard the first one could go back and listen if they want the in-depth of the origin story of Michael, but uh, we'll, we'll get into what you have going on in, in this, this project coming out, I think what next week, right? Or, Friday? I don't yeah, I'm so I bad with so. dates. We're in right now, Adam. So yeah, it it's Friday, out. right? The twelfth? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm getting so like yeah. when January first hits, I'm just so it takes me like two weeks to like get I know. figured out. I know. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, awesome. All right, Michael. So first off, uh, you're born and raised in, in Philadelphia, correct? Yes, and I was born and raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And tell me about that. What was it like growing up there? Yeah, I mean, it was 
I don't know what people would imagine it to be because growing up in that kind of like city, you know, you only have your personal experience. Mm -hmm. So from the outside looking in, I don't really know what that would be like for other people. So I can't say it's what you would imagine it to be, right. um, but I can say that it was the most um, humbling experience because growing up in Philly, you really learn to just be, I feel like just a good person. Um, you learn to be well-rounded um, with family and community. Um, so it was really amazing. And in terms of my music career, um, they've always were giving me resources, pouring into me in terms of music. Like my school was very um, in depth when it in depth when it came to the arts um, and things like that. So I, that's when I got to. That's kind of like one of the first things outside of church, of course. That was one of the first things that I really got to experience when it came to expressing myself musically. So it was really a um, just a well-rounded community experience uh, filled with love and and family. Growing up in Philly was great. It really was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you went to a performing arts school, didn't you? From like kindergarten on. I did. I did. That's Adam. wild. So I went to Meredith. Yeah, man. Thank you. I went to Meredith Elementary School. Um, shout out to uh Meredith um yes yeah, so I went there for eight years um and then I went to uh high school at Connections Academy which is a home school mm -hmm. um but yeah it that's kind of where I kind of first got my footing outside of church again you know um was in school so yeah yeah when you went to I my older son is in homeschool and it's it's okay. awesome I mean it, it, yeah. the the whole concept behind it I'm I'm I love it my younger one's still in elementary school so uh, we don't, oh. we, I, he needs, <laughs> I'll maybe give him a few years before I let him, uh, do the homeschool thing. But, um, I'm curious, like yeah. when you go to homeschool from, from, you know, going to public school or not going to a school, uh, art school, and then you're mm -hmm. in homeschool for high school. Um, was that because, so you could spend more time really focusing on, you know, music or arts or like, were you able to yeah. put more time into that doing the homeschool? Yeah, I think the transition between was because we had started doing things um, that were kind of bringing us out of Philadelphia. So I wasn't able to um, go to school that much anyways, due to like some of the things that I was doing outside of um, Philly. Um, and then another thing was, I think I had gotten so exposed um to kind of like what it was like being an entertainer that it just made sense for me to have a more personal experience with school so that I would be able to sharpen my tools um, in in the arts and in music while being able to give just due amount of attention to um, my schooling. So um, Connections Academy, specifically the homeschool that I went to, was very well-rounded in that way where I didn't really miss a beat. Mm, that's awesome yeah because yeah. yeah. i mean if you knew what you I, mean, I from what i remember the last time we talked to you, you kind of knew what you wanted to do at like eight right your mom heard you sing at five and at eight you're yeah. playing piano and you you know that that's yeah. the path you want to take there's really not a aside from learning maybe more technique or different programs there's really there's no class that you're gonna take that you're gonna leave with a degree in how to write a hit song you know what i mean like it's like you kind of have to just go out and do it yeah so I feel like yeah, you I mean, doing that through homeschooling, you're able to really do, you know, do what you want to do, do what you hope to achieve at the end of the day anyway. Yeah, man. It, I mean, I think when you're doing music, a lot of the time it's one of those career paths where it's it's no set like 
age or where where it's very like by the book i think mm -hmm. that it can happen anytime in your life so i think that's why over time you've seen so many young entertainers because this is probably one of the uh, few career paths that you can decide if you want to do it when you're young so i think immediately i knew and of course that would have played a part into my education because when you're in your younger years you spend a lot of time in school mm -hmm. um so yeah it was i was lucky to have education uh educational outlets that allowed me to uh, pursue music as well yeah. yeah you said you were uh traveling out of philly were you doing like performances like were, were you singing was that your 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 uh, you know kind of job at that time were you doing something different like a musical theater type thing or what was it always music yeah. based I mean, so I started off, I remember my first round of auditions were was around that time of me being 80 years old. Um, good oh, wow. times, no bills. Um, but yeah. <laughs> you didn't have so, to pay um, rent at eight yet? Didn't have to pay rent at eight, you know, I'm not, you know, pay the, no, I didn't, I didn't get that, thank God. But um, no, so I started auditioning in New York when I first started. So I would okay. go back and forth to like, um, you know, play auditions and Broadway auditions and things like that. So um, I remember my trips, like my hour and 45 minute trips on the mega bus from like 30th Street Station to Union Station in New, in New York, I think it was. I'm, I could be misquoting it. But um, yeah, so those are my first rounds of kind of like being outside of Philly. And then um, later on, I, I would go back and forth to Los Angeles. So I think when I had that experience, that is when I was like, okay, this is like, this is it. I don't want to go back. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. after coming back to school, it was the perfect transition into homeschool because then I got to, you know, focus and hone in on what was bringing me out to those places. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you yeah. saying that you, well, you went to uh, music and uh, musicians Institute, right? And, and out in oh, yeah, Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Um, but prior to that, you were on, aside from your stint, and killing an American Idol, uh, you were on another reality show, right? Like a reality singing competition. I was. I was. I was. I'm. I'm not shy when it comes to talking about it. Um, okay. No, it was, well, you it won was it, really, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be shy. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's. It's kind of one of those just wonderful things that you you gratefully don't get to escape because it's taught me so much of of kind of like putting it into perspective at such a young age because when i did that show i was 11. wow um i was 11 and 12 so i was graduating uh eighth grade middle school going into high school and it taught me so much i mean if it was called majors and minors so if people are familiar with it you can definitely see the the insight that it provides a young entertainer uh it was a <laughs> great time yeah that's cool uh when you're so you're on tv at this age right was that something that changed yeah, with your friend? I'm sorry. Say one more time. You were on you're you're on TV at 11, 12 years old. Like, what was that yeah. like going back to school? And were kids like you know jealous of you, or you know, or was it like after you had kind of finished up and you were going into the homeschool realm? Yeah, no, oh, good question. Good question. I don't think I've ever even heard that one before. Like a lot of people when talking about the show, they talk about the show, but they don't talk about what happens outside of it. So yeah, that's good. But no, I was really lucky because I had like a shout out to all my middle school classmates, <laughs> but I was really lucky because we all had been in school from kindergarten with each other. 
Mm-hmm. So we kind of everybody knew how passionate I was about music and how uh, much I've been pursuing it since my younger years before I ascended into eighth grade when I did the show. So when I came back home, the support was just like, I mean, humongous, pretty much. Um, so nobody really gave me like any, you know, query or problems when it came to oh my gosh, Michael, you're famous now, or you know how yeah. people do. They think right, right, right. TV. The biggest thing, which is great that people think that amazing, but <laughs> like, you know, the, the support was, it was overwhelming. Like, it was amazing. So I didn't really have any problems. I think it was just me adjusting, readjusting to what I knew life to be before I started the TV process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then people are probably recognizing you. I mean, especially after American Idol, I would imagine. Yes, I mean, the American Idol experience, I mean, we'll probably talk about that later, Adam, but yeah, that was, that's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a whole, yeah, a whole nother deal. But um, yeah, yeah, I was just was wondering, because I didn't know if you'd come back and kids are like, you know, jealous, like, oh, I should have been on the show. You know what I mean? Like, kids are kids. Um, no, I didn't, I didn't get that. I didn't get that a lot. And I think me and my classmates knew each other. It was just like, they were proud of me and it was just like kind of like back into regular routine that's know? awesome yeah it was it was really great no no jealousy thank god yeah well, not that i know but no, <laughs> not that you experienced first yeah. <laughs> um oh so yeah you, then you move out to hollywood you go to musicians institute and is it from there that you do the audition did you audition for another show right i don't even remember if you talked about what show it was but you you got Ooh, you through through the judges, it. right? Yes. You got through through the judges, and then they're like, "Oh, we don't want you anyway." And then yes. You, yes. they kind of tipped oh you to God. American Idol. And I'm like, "How do you know this?" Um, yeah. I'm like Nostradamus. Now we talked about it before a little bit. Yes, I did. Um, audition through another show. I won't name what what that yeah. show was, but audition um through another show and i had gotten through and um a little bit later into the process i found out that i wouldn't be moving forward but that's how i was informed about um american idol um through that process so i guess it was a blessing in disguise you know i i think when uh a lot of time coming up and because i've been doing it for so long like my mom just always instilled in me when one door shuts a bigger one opens so American Idol was definitely that door for me. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. You're probably devastated, I would think, like getting through the judges like, yeah, you're in, you're in. And then you're thinking, well, I just yeah. passed not only like the the pre-qualified, like producers or whatever, you, you've gotten to the people that are running the show and then they approve you. And then it's like, oh, actually, we didn't make it. I would imagine that'd yeah, be pretty devastating. Hard. And then having to go forward and be like, okay, well, at least, you know, I'll do American Idol. It's another... Yeah similar situation but then to actually you know go as far as you did on the show is pretty incredible yeah i mean oh thank you adam i mean listen i i cannot lie it is hard when you have been doing it for so long like a lot of people don't talk about you know the rejection that you go through being a being a singer being a musician you know a lot of the time you will be faced with or you could be faced with um kind of like avenues where there are people on the other side of the spectrum that decide, you know, whether you will go this route. You know what I mean? So sometimes people can have the 
opportunity to be like, oh, no, you're not right for this or you are right for this. And a lot most of the time you want to hear you are right for this. But some of those times as musicians, you will experience when people say you're not right for this. You know what I mean? And that's a tough pill to swallow a lot of the time when you have to be faced with with rejection. But, you know, in that case, I think leading up to that, I had experienced some rejection as all musicians do. Adam, I don't think you'll ever talk to anyone that's been doing this that will not have memories of like. Oh, yeah. I mean, even the biggest artists in the world say, you know, you they get thousands of no's before one person will be like, yeah, OK, we'll give you a shot. It's true. So when American Idol happened, it was it was a pinch me moment because I was like, this just doesn't happen. I, I can't tell you anybody that I knew that I just yeah, it was a pinch me moment for sure. That's cool. Do you have like, you know, just thinking back to your early mentors or people that were, you know, with you through that art school or maybe even to a music institute or is it musicians institute where was or are you still in contact with any of maybe those teachers or did anyone reach out to you and be like oh my gosh like michael i can't believe you're on the show this is crazy oh uh, yeah i mean you you do get those moments a lot like still i get those moments because sometimes the teachers that you don't catch up with you have to kind of like run down what's happened the last two to three years or however long it's been but um, yeah, I was really lucky in that aspect because when I went to uh, Musicians Institute, they really instilled something in me where they said that, um, you know, don't wait to go for it. Like, just don't wait till you graduate, like go for it now. And a lot of people don't know that I auditioned, my first audition for well, the whole American Idol process, including the show that um, uh, uh, I, I didn't go through on. Um, I got that through my school and a lot of people don't know that. So my school was definitely key in that process and encouraging me to really go for it. Because even when I had to stop going, you know, they would still call me alumni because they were very supportive. They were like, Michael, go for it. Like, do this. You only get one chance. And I'm like, I was really grateful for for their support in that. So, yeah. And I keep in contact with some of the teachers. It's It's a relationship real people are really lucky to have yeah yeah well you said that they're, they played a big role in it was it like uh something you did for the school and maybe uh a producer or somebody came to the school or like how did was it one of those situations where that you were seen that way or yes and it was literally one of those so i auditioned next to um the vocal dean deborah bird who i adore and love and that's one of the um mentors that i've gained through life and through the school um she's amazing so the casting director sat right next to her when oh, wow. i auditioned and it was just us in the theater and i remember i sang this time by john legend and yeah it was just us so nerve-wracking i don't even know why it was nerve-wracking really because it was that small of amount of people that were in there so it was like you know it was it was nuts it was nuts but it was but you know how important it was, it was right it was like okay if i i have to do well i'm sure going into any audition i would imagine right. even when you're younger it was like okay this, this is my shot oh my gosh i'm so sorry adam. yes okay yeah go ahead i'm so sorry adam you oh, can't that, control technology you no know. no no i didn't even okay. no don't don't apologize to me it's all good um okay. i was gonna say uh, yeah, that's so fascinating. I was I just googled that you know your stand on American Idol recently, just because I wanted to check it out a little bit. And they are somebody put up yes. a video of kind of like you, you maybe you're, they're, you're a little 
cut where they kind of introduce you as a contestant, right? You're picking up the the sticker and like you go in to do the audition in front of the judges and like Lionel Richie gets up and like shakes you and <laughs> you know uh you get through and you know obviously you you kill it on the show and they even tell you you know America's gonna be there for you throughout this. Yeah. Like they I think Luke Bryan or somebody called it out right away. And then even though you didn't win the show, I mean top five is unheard of, but Katy Perry reaches out to you and is like, "Hey, I want to sign you. I'm starting a label, right?" She only you only have three, two other label mates on this label. I do, I do. What's I mean, what was that? That's wild. I mean, to have that relationship with her, or at least getting that validation after being sent, you know, after being sent home, how quickly was she like, "Yo, I want to get you before someone else does." Yeah, I mean, and first of all, that experience was freaking nutty um because i think and a lot of people don't know behind the scenes things happen really really fast and i think when you're inside it of course you know how how fast things go but it was after the finale um i think it was the day after the finale i found out and i remember having this moment where everyone was like you know talking about the deals that they were getting and i i i heard something but there wasn't anything that i was really hearing that i was like that really perked my ears up where I was like, oh my gosh, okay, this is it, this is it. And I, I remember calling my my mom and my grandma and them telling me like, you know, hold on, just just be patient. But then, you know, I'm a hustler. So, through <laughs> the, you know, it's very like back to back to back. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to wait, but I'm going to do everything I possibly can while waiting to make sure it happens. So I just remember um, talk, calling my manager at, at the time, who's my manager at the time, and, you know, kind of just inquiring about what was going on. And mind you, this was the day after Adam. So it's inquiring about what, what was going on, what was happening, what's the talk, you know, behind the scenes about me pertaining to me. And he was like, oh, yeah, Katie, Katie would sign you tomorrow. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean she signed me tomorrow? So it was one of those moments where it was like, you know, patience is key, but also fighting you know, for, for what you want and inquiring about what you want, you know, all those things kind of came into play, but it was kind of like, that was another pinch me moment where I was like, what's going on. And then mm -hmm. I went on tour with the show for about three moments, uh, three months. Uh, yeah. And um, I had my first meeting with her after those, those three months and then the rest was history, I guess you could say. Wow. I mean, yeah. to be one of three on her label, that says, you know, so it's much. It's an honor. It really is. But also being um, the fact that you're there's only a, a few of you, like when you go into doing why you texting me, because that was the first record I think you put out with with that yes. uh, with that label. Right. Um, was yes. how involved is she in this process or is it like you just you work with to a totally different team and send stuff over and does she kind of give you the stamp of approval or like what is it like working with uh, her and that label? Yeah, no, it is. Katie's very hands-on in terms of everything that we really have to do um, in terms of what, when it comes to my my uh, creative process, when it comes to what the videos are looking like, when it comes to what the rollout is going to look like. She's very hands-on in the sense that she wants to make sure everything is going accordingly to uh, uh, kind of like how it should go. You yeah. know, when you put out singles and when you put out music videos in a, in a package around any song you know there there is a way that 
any artist and, and label owner will want it to be perceived. And Katie is 100% hands-on in, in how it will be perceived. So I'm really grateful for that, you know. And also, I'm, a great, I'm grateful for the freedom that she allows me to have, you know, with my creative process. I said how she lets me express myself in in the way I see fit and I think in this industry sometimes you can be sometimes you aren't that lucky to have a team or or a or or, or I, I guess an executive that kind of allows you to do whatever you want right and I'm lucky in that, that Katie really gives me that freedom to express myself the ways I see fits and don't try and is hands-on but doesn't try to come in and and make something that I that is not identifiable to me you know right and and that's not usually the case like you said and especially with somebody oh. at her you know stature she's a super famous brilliant businesswoman but not only that but like so like top level as far as like an artist goes right so the fact that she's going to be like I trust what you're going to do and I and, and I'm only going to work with these two other people and you do what you want to do and I'll, and I'll be hands on, but it's like to have somebody's kind of like approval and, uh, you know, blessing to do whatever you think is best for you. That's, you know, kind of unheard of, not only that, but by somebody that has that big of a, you know, name and yes. influence on, and, you know, people and especially in the industry. Well, you're right. And I think recently I've been having moments where it's kind of just been me kind of like not having to reassure myself but you know you have those moments where you kind of think about things and you finally let it sink in and I think I'm like oh shoot in order for me to you know be able to release music so frequently and be able to release these you know super grand visuals and stuff you know you have to make sure you're on one accord with um your team or whoever you're signed to luckily Katy Perry, um, <laughs> her being another artist is amazing. So to know that we're really aligned in what I want to do, and that she sees me and and uh, uh, and loves the things that I'm doing, it really gives me, you know, some assurance that okay, wow, I am going in the right path. While I while I am doing things that, uh, you know, hopefully if Katie sees it, you know, that the rest of my audience will be like, okay, this is dope because somebody like Katie is is uh loves what i do you know so that's it's really great to have that yeah you're kind of getting a you're getting co-signed by somebody that's you know a legend right and then not that's that it, you know not that she's going you should listen to this person then everyone's gonna it's just you know that it's good because you know it's good and you're not only that you're getting you know approval by somebody of, of her level yeah because as artists we should the first person that we should um look for in terms of approval is ourselves but to know that you know you have the support of somebody like katie who's on that level that katie is on just just is like the cherry on top it truly is it's amazing yeah well last time we talked to you uh, we're about to release show some tea so we, we discussed that but you have another you have an your debut kind of project coming out right with uh mjw1 and yes. it's going out on her label i would imagine still <laughs> and yeah. you've you've released i mean the most recent one i think is ruined um but tell me about i, I love the artwork that you have for it with like the, the graffiti like for each name of the song like oh, trouble yeah um and so yeah, yeah kind of tell me about going into this project because this wasn't even a thing last time we talked maybe you had these songs written i don't no, know i don't think no. so 
let me think. Okay, 2022 to 2021, I think it was. And no, these songs were not born. <laughs> no, they weren't. You born. did tell me you wrote 150 um, I, songs over the pandemic. So I didn't know if you like dug through those. <laughs> like, oh, there's another good batch. And I was cooking. I was cooking. <laughs> still am, but crazy. But no, these so funny that we're talking about the timeline in terms of when they were created. So I did, um, I believe, three that are on the project were created in that realm, um, including Faith, but, um, which is the second single I released this year, Adam, but Ruined and Trouble specifically were not made. Okay. I love Faith is the one where it's like um, acoustic for the first half, right? And then it kicks in. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah. I mean, I like the all three of them that I've heard off the, the EP, but yeah, that's the one I remember specifically that moment. I was like, oh, damn, here comes a beat. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. No, um, yes. Yeah, so they were created um, way after we talked. I made those records in 2022, Adam. Okay. So, um, you know, but it, it's a long process behind the scenes when it comes to uh, producing a song in terms of not making it, but the creative, the process that happens after you make it. It, it can take a while sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but those songs were made in love, man. They were made in love. Every factor of of my being is put into anything I create, but those songs um, specifically as singles, you know, you have to make sure when you're listening for what you are going to put out, that is the foundation of what will come after. You have to make sure that it's close to what you would consider perfect, you know? So I would, um, I really put my, my heart and soul into those records. And I, I think that you can tell, like when you look, listen to a song like Ruin, which is one of my most recent, my most recent release um and you can really hear the hurt you can hear the heartache the pain um you know and when i'm opening my mouth to sing anything i write you are really going to hear what's on my heart in the, that moment so what you hear in that song is what i was singing and what i was breathing into it at that time so um i hope that it really translates to the listeners you know and not only for myself but also when I sing and when I write and when I perform, I hope I hope that I'm singing someone else's story, you know, because music is not I don't just make music for me. I make it for the millions, hopefully, of listeners that will come past this song. I make it for them, you know, mm -hmm. so that they don't feel alone in whatever issue, whether happy, sad, whatever time in their life they're going through. I hope that I me singing the song and me writing the song will help them feel like they're not alone in that you know yeah i, I love that because yeah. i know how much i'm not a songwriter by any means and i could terribly play guitar uh but i know how much oh. songs mean to me and music means to me and it's like you hear a song written by somebody else and it's just like you just oh my gosh this person's telling my story right now and i'm sure you get yeah. people like, contacting you like hey you know michael like this this song yeah blah 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 and that probably feels so good. I can't imagine like you're writing something about how you felt at a moment, but then somebody else yeah. taking it and, you know, really, yeah. uh, you know, understanding what you're saying and, and kind of turning it into their story. Yeah. I mean, I think the most, my favorite moment with Ruin so far is if you listen to Ruin and Loki, my, the whole vibe has changed talking about the song. Cause you know, listening to it, you can tell how melancholy it is. It's a very, yeah sad song you know on purpose you know uh due to the subject matter really but 
I feel like whatever I want, whatever I put out, I hope that there is an aspect of healing that comes with it. I hope that the music not only makes makes you feel like, okay, you can relate to me or that the music can relate to whatever you're going through. But I hope that on the other end of the spectrum and at the when it's all said and done, there's some sort of healing. So recently I had gotten a message where somebody was like, thank you for this song. I feel so uplifted actually when I hear this song because it makes me know that I'm not alone. And I feel like it was a whole paragraph. I wish I could find it and read it to you. Um, but that was like kind of like the basis of what they were saying. And it was just like, thank you for this, you know, because it made them feel seen in, in the moment that they're going going through. And I remember I just I put up a clip the other day of kind of like me uh, lip syncing it at the music video shoot. I shot it on my phone uh -huh. and somebody in the comments. Actually, I know this person. They're amazing. And they're singing themselves. They're amazing. And they said that there's so much. um my endorphins are up for some reason when I'm hearing this. And I'm like, okay, I I mean, it is a sad song, but if that is, if that's what you feel, then amazing. But I think that that just goes to show that what I'm putting out, you know, not only is are people being able to listen to it and say, wow, I relate to that. Like I can feel this, but at the end of the day, they're going to feel some type of healing that comes with it because I am singing their story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Did you get... Did do you feel like when you finish writing the song like ruined there's a therapeutic yeah. aspect in your own life like when you get it out you're like oh like i feel better now i think so it's more of like just a release you know mm -hmm. a relief and i think the joy that i really do get from it is i think i don't ever want to be selfish in my process you know what i mean just doing it for me i think the release for me as an individual artist is just knowing that when I do put it out, the relief is just like, okay, I'm giving it to somebody else. I've released all my pain and, and maybe heartache and what I'm going through. And now I'm giving it to somebody else for, to have them feel released from it. And I think that relief is kind of like, that's what the relief is for me. Like, of course you get that beads of sweat, you wipe it off your forehead, but then a part of that relief for me is, being able to give it to someone and say this is your baby as well like you feel and you do whatever you need to do to get it off of your chest like i did this for you for me and for you as well so yeah that's kind of like the relief for me too that's amazing yeah. um so going into this being your first you know full body of work really i mean instead of doing you put out songs before but as, as singles when you go into something like this is it okay i want to make sure like, is there an overarching like storyline you want to tell? Or is it like these songs kind of go together? And also, like, uh, yeah, just just going into it, is it different knowing? Or did you know you wanted to put a full project out? Like, is that how you go? Was that the intention? Or was it like, oh, these this would be cool to just make this a project? And, well, let me tell you. And my label will probably, you get my label in the interview, they know that everything is intentional. What I'm making, I'm like, <laughs> This is coming out tomorrow, no, but yeah, they know. So when I first uh, started kind of like creating, I always knew that a body of work was going to be formed, right? I always knew, even before it was talked about, like this is, I have like probably over maybe like 15 different orders of the project with this, with the different songs that I was making over time, even when we were talking Adam, in 2021, I think it was, Adam, I already had an idea of like what the project was going to be. Oh, um, wow. So 
I did. I really did. And so, you know, I have those, those, you know, texts and notes of me like, this is the project. This is my, but um, I think that, so to answer that question, yes, it was, it was so intentional. Um, and then, so when my label was like, okay, you know, it's, it, it's time, like, let's put all the pieces together. It was just like, I was floating. Like I was so, so excited and glad that it was finally time for people to hear what a project from me would be like. So building it, Adam, I think that I wanted to make sure my first project was elements of me, you know, because this is my first introduction in into the world. So I think well, to my audience of like what a project would be. So I think in that case, every song from the creation of it to the order of it is so intentional in this is who I am. And this is what, not only who I am, but this is what I've been doing for the past two to three years as well being signed. I think that that was the theme of it. Now I think I know that that is the theme of it. Uh, that was the intention that this is me and this is what I've been doing for uh, the last three years. And I remember, I just want to say as well, um, Adam, that, you know, when we were first doing the project, there was a lot of talk of, you know, making newer songs for it. And I was like, you know, I want to make sure that when I'm making those new songs like Ruin and Trouble, um, that there are songs that I still want to be still want to be heard. And I want my fans to have an opportunity to grow with me. So I want them to see what I was doing in 2020 and, and 2021 and 2022. Um, and then once I get this out, now we can move on to what I've been creating in 2023 and 2024 and so on. So it's just a little bit of like, you know, this is where I've started. This is where we're going. And I hope you love it. It's, it's like that. Yeah. I love That's why that. I called it um, with, yeah. I mean, just, just to speak on that, I mean, kind of saying, you know, this is my project, this is me. Um, do you feel like, like even maybe in the beginning of after the show happened and, and getting signed, was it hard to kind of get you like to separate fans or did you see any separation of like, oh, I love, you know, mm -hmm. it's Michael from American Idol versus like, you know, this is my, my project. Was that something that you had a phase? hundred percent, hundred percent. I, I think I, I'm excited to kind of like get out of get out of that phase now. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I don't want to spend the whole time talking to you about. That. <laughs> I was just curious. No, 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 no. And I'm gonna tell you what I meant because I I don't want you to think I meant something in in terms of what. No, 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 no. I, I okay. No, no, I don't. You you add whatever you want. But no, I was I was saying. Um, I think the phase I think you were referring to is just kind of like the separation of that were just fans of me from American Idol and bringing in the fans of me that are fans from my story, which is my music, right? Right, and, 100%. That's what yeah, I was curious about. Yeah. I think when I say I'm excited to get out of that phase is just, uh, I'm talking about the phase of of the fans that are going to be uh, here because of American Idol and the fans that are here because of my music. I'm ready to kind of like folk, uh, uh, somewhat just see what that experience is, you know? And I'm excited because I feel like I'm going through it now. Like even with a lot of my following, you know what I mean? Like sometimes I'll, you can tell like the difference of, of um, kind of like the people that were engaged in that time and the people that were engaged when it comes to my following because of what I've been doing, whether it's a cover that you've seen of me or whether you saw, got my uh, song on a Spotify algorithm playlist and now you like me like it, it, it's one of those things where I'm so interested to see so I think 
now that we've made it to kind of like the project week, I think that this is finally going to be the, this is like the divider now. Like now that I have the project out, like this is like, if you're a fan of me now, like, yeah, this is where you want to be. You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah, and you're so, yeah. and you're so, you're separated by it by a number of years now. It wasn't like it was last year, right? I mean, it's been a been a minute, and it's like, look, I'm still doing what I wanted to do, what I came to do, and yeah. now I've got all these songs out, and here's my project, and this is this is me yeah. moving forward. I love it. I will say, I do want to say as well, Adam, I want to give a shout out to all of my fans that have been there with me since the beginning, mm -hmm. because those people are people that I am super duper grateful for. Um, even some people that I just remember seeing their engagement and in the, in their likes and their comments, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, you've been with me for a long time. <laughs> so those, those people as well, the people that I value that have stayed with me as I've grown into what they used to know and what I am now, like those people I value so much, those supporters, I really do value the people that were with me when I was on American Idol and the people that stayed with me, uh, uh, till, till now and, and so on. I'm so grateful for them. So I got to give them love. I love you guys. To all my supporters and fans, love y'all. Love Thanks it, love it. With your boy. <laughs> well, I love what you're doing. I can't wait to to hear the full um, record when it comes out in just a couple of days now. So by the time this gets out, it'll be out. Uh, so make sure to yeah. check out the the EP. Um, I've it was so great catching up with you again, and we're gonna make this another a third time when the next project <laughs> uh, is about to drop. Um, but I did ask you the same question last time at the end, but I'm going to ask it again. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Maybe you've learned something different in the past two years or something. Oh my gosh. Yes. No, I want to say the advice that I would give in 2021, oh my gosh, it's grown so much. One day I do want to do like a little powwow with anybody, maybe like a conference or something I'll do, just giving like new artists advice because we need that, you know, like... I, I was lucky in that aspect to have, you know, some type of mentorship in, in this process, but, you know, making sure that artists are more, um, I guess, vulnerable in, in terms of what they have been through in the industry. We, we really do need that because it really helps me talk, even speaking from my experience, I would love to, you know, see more artists really talk about what, what the road is leading up into the success. Um, but I do want to say, I think it sounds cliche because we hear it so much, but be yourself 100% at all times, because there is a gratitude and a reward when you achieve success by being authentically you 100% of the time. And you will have, you know, people along the way that will question it or, or question who you are, but you have to be careful when it comes to altering who you are, because what happens on the other side the consequences of that is not something that you probably want to go through. So always be authentically you don't alter it. I would say at all, you know, um, always be a student, always listen, but at the same time, always stay true to you. Um, and patience, patience and hard work and keeping God first a hundred percent of the time is, is a, a winning formula, hard work, well, keeping God first, hard work, and, and patience. Always a women formula. And um, it can happen. Just keep going for it. Don't stop. See, Adam, we we doing our own little conference. I got to cut it out. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Uh, amazing advice. 